I'm Lily. And I'm Sophie. And welcome to the Keeping Tabs podcast hosted by the Princeton Public Library's Teen Advisory Board. We interview authors to learn more about the writing process. Today we are here with Gabriella Lepore, the author of the YA mystery books This Is Why We Lie and The Last One to Fall, which was released this May. Gabriella Lepore has also written three YA fantasy series, the Phoenix Holt series, the Witches of the Glass Castle series, and the Blackheath Witches series, as well as the YA paranormal standalones How I Found You, Evanescent, and Friday's List. Gabriella Lepore's upcoming mystery novel, Bad Like Us, is set to be released in 2024. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So we're just going to get right into it then. We love that both of your mystery novels have two main protagonists and that the main protagonists have really close relationships with each other. How do you craft two fully realized main characters to tell a story, story thoroughly? I think for me, I just really enjoyed especially with these characters I really connected with these characters in the last one's four I mean I guess you always do when you're writing a book but just immersing myself in that world and really daydreaming about them and kind of making up scenes that never even went into the books and that kind of thing and hopefully that helped to bring them help them jump off the page I guess Yes, they definitely did. That phrase perfectly encapsulates my experience reading the book because the characters really did jump off the page. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you feel that way. (laughs) Oh my gosh, me too. It was so fun to read. And also, I'm struck by how believable the relationships between your protagonists are and how much chemistry they have with each other. Because in your two mystery books, the two main characters might or might not have a romance. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but maybe. So how do you craft organic relationship development between the protagonists in your mystery novels? So I think... It's again, probably just enjoying enjoying their journey together. So their journey separately in in the story, and how they come together, and how they're able to sort of benefit each other as they're going through the story, and and better each other maybe. Um, and yeah, just just really enjoying that journey as a separate aspect to obviously the horrors of of what happened in the books being a murder mystery and and yeah again hopefully that that's something that that has that's come through and I I certainly enjoyed doing it yes I love that so much because I do love that their journeys serve each other and that both characters help the other one grow it's so beautiful to read (laughs) thank you So we've also noticed that your protagonists are related to your mysteries in really unique ways. How do you determine the relationship that your main character will have to the mystery that you crafted? With with both books, it was probably, I'd say having them be connected to it in some way, be it through their friends or something that, without giving too much away, that they've experienced with the victim, and um, having that kind of thread through just help them have a slight connection to the mystery, but also be distant enough that they could kind of go on the outskirts of it 
and um, build on their their other friendships and their other relationships that are also connected to the mystery and tie in together and cross and weave throughout with the two different friendship groups. For anyone that hasn't read the book, they often have two different friendship groups with each protagonist and dual point of view kind of thing. I love that because it makes your main characters stick out so much more than if they were like the victim's best friend or something where it's a little bit too close and it kind of consumes them. I love that they're like just just in the right place where it's not derailing their lives completely, but like it affects them. It's a really beautiful placement there. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And I also love that your protagonists do not set out to be detectives. Like they are linked to the mystery in some way and they want the case to be solved, but they're too caught up in dealing with the fallout of the mystery to launch a fully fledged investigation. It is such a unique quality that your mystery protagonists do not have to be detectives for readers to care about them and want everything to work out for them. So how do you write a non-detective protagonist sort of reacting to the mystery rather than outright trying to solve it in a way that is compelling to read and even more memorable than if the characters were trying to be detectives from the beginning? Personally, I really enjoyed their journey and, and their growth and they kind of they kind of all grow a bit through being part of the the mystery and and not like you say kind of not being directly with the detectives we're going to solve this but having to grow and having to adapt to the fact that maybe the the spotlight is on them or perhaps the police might be looking their way and they have to figure out who they can trust and why they can trust these people and I, I just really enjoyed being part of or, or you know how I suppose developing them as characters as they went along through the story and using the mystery as um, sort of a reason for them to have to level up I guess. That is so cool to hear the mystery being the reason for them to level up like I feel like that is I haven't read many books where the mystery actually helps the people to grow instead of like turning them into horrible people. <laughs> So it's really kind of heartwarming to read your books. <laughs> On a different end than heartwarming, how do you create a cast of characters where everyone is equally capable of having committed the murder? Oh, um, oh I love it. Make everyone a suspect and um, have everyone have their own their own reason why they could have done it or they could not have done it. And just kind of throw everyone in and kind of I think when I was writing I was almost a little bit coming up with things as I went along like maybe somebody in the first draft didn't have motive but by the final draft it was like oh hang on but they could have done this and they could have done that and it was just fun to kind of make everyone slightly suspicious to make a question mark over everyone I love that. My favorite books are the books where I'm like, I like you, but I don't know if I should like you. Um, and that's that me with pretty much all your characters. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. No, I love yeah. that. I love those books where it's where it's like you really don't know who who you want to trust, let alone who you can trust. Yes, exactly. I love it. <laughs> 
And also going into character motivations, I love how believable all of your characters' motivations are. I believe why each character likes or dislikes another character to the point where I want to trust everything the characters are saying to each other because all of their relationships make sense. I'm like, no, I definitely believe that you like that guy, so you wouldn't have killed him. So how do you write <laughs> character motivations? And complex character dynamics that change over the course of the story in such a believable way that like swindles your readers, kind of. Oh, swindles, I love that word. <laughs> um, I, I think just what I really tried to do when I was writing it is to have everyone kind of tell the truth, like maybe slight, slight lies within the truth, but to have everyone have really honest responses with each other. So even the, the culprit, kind of trying to put put yourself in put myself in their shoes of how they would respond and and how they would kind of be telling it like it is of what happened but omitting some details if that makes sense so just have everyone be really as honest as possible because they're talking to their friends and I guess they they don't want to be overtly lying and I don't know, maybe just having having so much truth in there has helped them be a little bit more believable with their stories. Definitely. I didn't even realize, but it's true. Everybody in your books, they're generally pretty honest. So that's why it's really shocking when they tell the type of lie where they're omitting details, but they're not overtly lying. Like, that's really cool because I, I didn't even think of it that way. But that's why everything's so honest in your books. That's really cool. <laughs> And also, when I was reading The Last One to Fall, again, I believed everything the characters were saying to each other, so I couldn't figure out who committed the murder because I honestly didn't want any of them to be lying. So how do you craft dialogue between suspects in a way that is simultaneously realistic, but it's also interesting to read, and it disguises who the killer is, even when the killer is talking? I suppose just coming back to that that thing of them... Of them just being as real as possible, as, as sort of authentic as possible with their friends, with the way that they would talk and kind of thinking about how they would truly react of how they're gonna cover their tracks and um, what they can hold back and what information they have to put forward. The whole truth thing again, you know, giving little bits, but, keeping obviously their big secrets to themselves I love that that's it's really just so special that your characters are so honest because it makes the reading experience kind of more trippy in a way where you're like why I don't I don't believe any of you guys could lie to me like this we're friends <laughs> here like <laughs> it's it's so fun though to be lied to <laughs> in your book at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> And also your mysteries are so excellent because not only do you expertly disguise who the killer is while foreshadowing it perfectly, but you also disguise the killer's motivation while foreshadowing it perfectly. So how do you write such complex foreshadowing in a way that leaves readers shocked by your twists, but able to see that the answer was right in front of them the whole time? So I actually find this really hard because obviously from the start, I know who's done it. So I'm really hyper aware of every time I mention something that could be a clue or um, drop a little hint. And because in my head, I'm thinking, 
okay, I have to put this because I don't want the reader to feel too blindsided at the end where they feel like, oh, we didn't even have a chance to figure this out. But I'm also kind of feeling, I'm also sort of very aware of, oh no, but if I say this here, is that going to give away who's done it? And just trying to really edge, edge these little comments through in the right balance and hopefully, hopefully I've got it right. And not many people guess but they also don't feel too cheated by the end I love that when I was reading the last one to fall in particular when you were kind of unveiling I won't say what it was but the killer's motivation I was like no oh my god I remember when I was reading that the first time and I thought maybe this is something that'll come up later but I didn't expect it would be like this so it's like I didn't I was like halfway onto it but then the way you you wrote the motivation was the opposite of what I was thinking actually like it was it was like a double twist so I was <laughs> so pleased I was like I'm so glad that I didn't figure this out it's my favorite oh, thing I'm so pleased, I'm so pleased too because when I love reading mystery particularly young adult mystery and thrillers and I love it when I don't guess so that's that would be I guess my ultimate goal is just like hoping that people don't guess too early anyway Yes, it's, yeah, I, I definitely don't guess too early in your books. I know I'm just one person, but. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. So as someone who usually really doesn't enjoy romance subplots in books that aren't necessarily romantically driven, I really love the way that you integrated a romantic storyline into your mystery books. How do you balance a romance subplot with a main mystery plot in a way that makes both threads equally engaging? So yeah, kind of like you, I guess, in the in the I like the subtle romance, but nothing too over the top, I suppose, in, in mystery books that I read. Um so I think I just kind of tried to go with what with what I would want to read and also use the romance to raise the stakes a bit. So um with a with a with our male and the female uh, protagonists in the last one's form, this is why we lie, having their um, possible romance being something that made you know just made things a bit more complicated for them and made them want to figure this out because they have feelings for the other person and they want to they hope that oh it's hard isn't it because I don't want to give anything away but let's just say raising the stakes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Every time there's a romance in any mystery book, I'm always like, I really hope that the other person doesn't turn out to be someone really bad. And so when reading <laughs> your books, I love that there's that added tension where you're like, gosh, these characters work so well together, but who can we trust? Like, I love yeah, yes. <laughs> And also, while your mysteries are character focused, they're really compelling and impossible to put down. So how do you write a character-focused story in such a compelling way? Oh, well, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I'm really glad you feel that way. And I, I really was just, I, it's so hard because I, I think books are so subjective, aren't they? And, and what works for one person might not work for another person. So I just kind of went with what I what I found interesting and what I wanted to read, if that, if that makes sense. And... I just really enjoyed writing these characters and following along with their journey and using that as well as the mystery, of course, but connecting with them as, as the author. And I think that's, it's just what I wanted to read at the time. So it kind of, 
it kind of flowed in that way and I'm glad you you found that too I love that because you saying you connect with the characters I connect with the characters in your stories too so it's cool that it's like <laughs> on both on both ends there's character connection so please <laughs> so Obviously, it's really difficult to write multiple genres of books because you have to look at it from a different standpoint for each kind of book. And it's really impressive that you've been able to cross multiple genres so seamlessly. So how does writing mystery books compare to writing YA fantasy and paranormal books? And which do you like more? Okay, so um, so I started writing paranormal around like 2009 2010 when it was it was really at the height like there was a lot of a lot of paranormal books around and um and I and I loved that and I think they were obviously there's so there's so much more you can do in the realm of possibility like you know things that couldn't really happen um and I think my paranormals were definitely more whimsical maybe and then as I moved over as I read more thrillers and mysteries I just naturally gravitated towards it and I really enjoyed kind of going into darker more contemporary grittier way of writing and I, although I've tried to kind of go back and try and do a little bit of fantasy writing here and there I think right now I'm just so settled on the style of mystery and thriller that I'm really I feel really comfortable in that at the moment that's not to say I wouldn't go back to paranormal at some point but it definitely brought out a different tone and um i like the i like the realistic feel of the of the mysteries at the moment i'm so glad because i want to read all of the mystery books you write so i'm glad that you are at least at this point wanting to continue writing them yeah <laughs> yes and I have an unscripted question for you, which is what is your favorite mystery book? Like, give us a recommendation. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so um, I love uh, Good Girl's Guide to Murder. I really liked Good, Good, Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Um, I recently read Tell Me What Really Happened, which is I come love out quite Tell Me What Really Happened. <laughs> I could not put it down. I absolutely loved it. I raced through it. Um, in the adult thriller, The Guest List by, I think it's by Lucy Foley. The Guest List was absolutely amazing. I don't know if you've read that, but it's just really, really good. Um, what else have I read recently? I'm just looking at my bookcase here. There's nothing just... <laughs> And then it's just gone through so many mysteries and there's just that I mean the mystery genre and thriller genre is just so good at the moment I don't know if you felt the same way there's just so many books coming out that are just you can't put them down um what else is there was I'm just trying to think of the name of one that was kind of totally different style but again I couldn't put it down um I think it's how to survive your own murder oh my gosh I love called. that book I love that, but Danielle Valance. Oh, yes, yes that's such a fan. It's so good. Down. So oh. yeah, I'd say I'd say they're they're some of my top recommendations at the moment. And if I think of any more, I'll I'll have to I'll have to email you because I've got yes. so many that I love. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that you like How to Survive Your Murder and tell me what really happened because I'm totally with you there. <laughs> 
tell me what really happened just blew my mind and it's the first book I've read by that author and I need to get everything she's ever written now yes I highly recommend the hundred lies of Lizzie Lovett which is her first book oh my gosh it is so good I read tell me what really happened first and then I went back to read her first book and it was a great experience okay I'm gonna do the same right oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we always love getting recommendations from everyone we interview. It's so fun. Everyone really appreciates them. So I'll add those to my list too. Oh, okay. um, and your upcoming release, Bad Like Us, will be released next year. Can you tell us anything about it? Yes, I have I have the back of the cover blurb here. So I'll just read that to you. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, two friend groups collide over spring break at a private beach lodge. Old flames are rekindled and new flames are snuffed out. When someone turns up dead, Eva can't even trust her best friends, but she thinks she can trust Colton. So basically a group of friends, well, two different friend groups, they they go on like a weekend away to this really remote um, kind of cabin on the coast. And, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say, but somebody, somebody winds up dead and again everyone is a everyone has a motive (laughs) I'm so excited I'm losing my mind at that description and the cover I'll find a way to put the cover on on the screen if if someone's watching the video because the cover is so beautiful so I'm very excited to read it it's also now it's just um gone live on NetGalley so it's out March 2024 and it's um available on NetGalley now for um sort of like arcs and that kind of thing so Oh yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm doing when I'm done with the interview. I'm going to go request it, of course. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and also, are there any other projects you're working on that you can tell us more about? Or is it Bad Like Us is the main thing for now? Yeah, so I am just finishing up. So Bad Like Us will be out March 2024. And then the following year, I have a book scheduled. Um, and it's uh, again another another YA thriller, and um, I'm literally working on some final edits for it at the moment. And so I, I love it, <laughs> and it's kind of um, it's ice hockey themed this one, which has been really fun because it's just a genre that I'm really loving at the moment. So yeah, that will be out the following year, and I'll I'll keep you updated with with stuff like final title and cover and that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So. Years coming up. We are excited for you and to read the books. And I have one more question, which is I think the la- this is why we lie and the last one to fall take place in beach towns. So was yeah. there an inspiration behind that? And then is there an inspiration behind the ice hockey shift, or is it just that's what you're enjoying at the moment? Um, so the beach towns was always because um I I grew up and, and currently live quite close to sort of very, very rough beaches, you know, not the kind of more like the abandoned beaches with rocks and they could just, I just find them so spooky and so eerie, especially in the winter when the sky is really stormy and that kind of thing. And I just, I find that really inspiring for the subject of thrillers and mysteries. Um, so pretty much all my books have some connection to, or all, all the thrillers have some connection to coastal areas except this this one that will be coming out um in 2025 and that is um that's just a slight a slightly different setting and the reason I went for the I don't know why I went for the, the 
the ice hockey theme on that one. I think maybe just like you say, it was it was just kind of inspiring to me when I started writing it. And um, I have really enjoyed that. And I think I'll probably go back to a coastal town for my book after. <laughs> yeah, mix it up a bit. <laughs> Cool. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there any social media you want to plug? Any other book recommendations? Any recommendations in general about anything? Um, okay, well, my my Instagram is uh Gabriella Lafour book Gabriella Lafour underscore books. Um the TikTok is uh my underscore life underscore in books, I think. And book recommendations. Oh, okay. Just trying to think what I've read that's um do you know I'm gonna stick with my top one, my top two being as we discussed, tell me what really happened, and the guest list. I think they're my top two recommendations for today. And I will I will keep thinking if any more come to mind. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Yes, this was thank so you. Thank you for having me. It was, it's been lovely talking to you, meeting you, and and I and I love I love your pages, and I think you guys are so fantastic. So you know, <laughs> thank you. Work. I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so thank much. You. That concludes today's interview with Gabriella Lapore. I loved hearing her talk about how she wants to make all of her characters as honest as possible and have the killer really only be lying by omission. That made it so much more clear to me why I just always want to trust her characters and I see them as inherently trustworthy even though they're they're in a mystery novel and they're supposed to be suspicious. I also loved hearing her talk about how she uses the romance in her books to raise the stakes for the main characters and to help the main characters progress forward on their journeys of personal growth even faster and how she likes to have her main characters really help each other become better people. Gabriella Lepore's mystery books have this element of heart to them that I just really love. So hearing her talk about how she wants her love interests and her main characters to help each other grow, I just really love that. I cannot wait to read Bad Like Us when it comes out on March 5th. I will be including the link to where you can pre-order Bad Like Us below. I will also be including links to all of Gabriella Lepore's books, places where you can buy them, and the place where you can check out her books at the library. I will also be including links to all of her amazing book recommendations, as well as the book that I recommended down below. I will also link all of Gabriella Lepore's social media, as well as our social media. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at keeping.tabs.podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Keeping Tabs Podcast. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube, or write a review of us on Apple Podcasts. All of those links will be down below. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and we hope to see you soon with a new one. Bye!